Hello and welcome to Crazy Russians in DevOps podcast, where we're talking about all things DevOps, from technology to culture, with heavy Russian accent. Welcome to this episode of Crazy Russians and DevOps, a podcast where we're talking about all things around DevOps, technologies, culture, everything, uh, human factor, specifically today. And today I have my my friends and my colleagues uh, with me. I have a Baruch Sadagurski with me in my virtual studio. Hey, hello, hello. We have uh, Leonid Golnik here. Hello, hello. And uh, we have uh, Anton Arkhipov. Hello, everybody. All right, so we uh, we're gonna be roll. Oh, we're gonna roll this episode. All right, so we uh, we need to like also mute all these kind of things. And this is actually good, you know, when we have some uh, very interesting things and coming into um, into the broadcast and into our like podcast because all these things are oh now now it's me right. <laughs> all these things are somehow relevant to uh, today's uh, today's episode. Baruch, what are we gonna be talking about today? Why? Yeah, so I think as you, but the, the short and uh, somehow confused intro that you did is a perfect. Oh, and kids shouting in the background. Exactly. That's just perfect. Perfect. Because what we are going to just talk a about perfect sign is, of the times. Exactly is is the times we're going to talk about um, our new uh, socially distant situations when everybody are working from home how we really suck in it. And I think this intro that you just experienced was a perfect illustration of how we suck in it and um, what and we should we do to make it better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, when you, I don't know when you're going to be releasing this one, uh, but it's going to be released like very, very, very quickly today. Well, um, it's actually released right now. It's streamed live on YouTube. So it um, is, it is out there. Yeah. So, uh, so the people, uh, for the people who are doing this like virtual, virtual format of their meetups and stuff, we were doing this since 2000, what, 2000, I don't know, like we've been there, we were doing this for a while. Um, not with video though, like we, we, we did this for audio for, for a while and in a different format and a different podcast. However, however, um, times are changed and now, you know, we're going to you, um, on the YouTube. Now, so, why I think it's a it's an interesting topic to talk. So I think we have a pretty good um, uh, distribution of the people uh, who were doing this for a while, right? Um, like personally, I I I was I was working as a consultant and the the very my ages of my career here in the United States, but I guess I was quickly switched to you know, working from home, working remote, just simply because of the. My manager was working from home for a while, and I was doing this since 2000, I guess, 12-ish. Uh, Leonid, what's your uh, what's your story about this? Like, are you uh, working from home, working remotely for a while, or are you just like an office person? Uh, well, for for many many years now, probably about 15, I, I spent about a year working from home, and then in my role, mostly spending my time working uh, at the office, uh, collaborating with folks. So. This is a this is going to be a, a great experiment in velocity and productivity, and um, I'm looking forward to seeing what what comes out of this because not everybody's. It's easy to get set up as a consultant. I've done that as a consultant, but the question 
that that I've been pondering since this whole thing started. And here in the Bay Area, the offices started shutting down about three weeks ago. Uh, is how is it going to be affecting productivity? What tools are we lacking? Who is prepared? What processes can survive? Uh, but because most of my experience and strong belief is collocation, and yeah. there are examples to the contrary um, on the net. You know, like GitLab uh, today reminded folks that they're entirely remote company, and they've been working like that. But uh, my experience is mostly in collocated teams and uh, being a strong believer of collocated teams. All right, uh, Anton. What's your story? Like, how um, how often you go into office these days? Like in general, like in the past, maybe. In my for the past two years, I was visiting the office like a couple of times a year for a week or so. But being a developer advocate kind of implies that you can be remote anytime. No, you find uh, a developer advocate. I remember you were telling. Uh, last you were time I checked, you are not a developer advocate anymore. Exactly, you was a yeah. Manager. That's why I said. Last last two years, right? Last two two years. So I switched back to product management now, and I'm going to the office once every three weeks. Uh, yeah, you have to deal with that. And uh, basically, the situation is right now that it's not going to be every three weeks because of uh, borders closing. Like we cannot get in or get out. So I was wondering uh, if our if um, how the YouTube algorithm will work. Like, do we need to name this thing in order to get promoted in uh, in YouTube, or we can call it by by the name and like all this like uh, the virus stuff and things like that? Because I, I I know that some of the YouTubers they are kind of like oh I'm not gonna call this thing the thing because the algorithms will you know put me in a different place. Um, if you know these algorithms, write us in in comments. And also we have a live chat right now. Um, chat is in available in russian and english so uh, as you know uh, crazy russian devops uh, we're speaking about other things with crazy russian accent okay baruch uh, last but not least what's your story like how long um like what's your what's your story with remote working and working from home etc yeah so i have a kind of limited experience of working from home um, i did it also for for, for a year um many years ago like 15 years ago i think um mixed mixed results i mean i being a developer advocate that's true that we are not in the office a lot of time but i think when we are that's uh, very very important and very very efficient for us because this is where we kind of mingling with everybody and and learn uh, all the things that we actually need in order to be successful as uh, as developer advocates in DevRel, this is where we uh, mingle with the, the other teams, the R&D and the product and everybody else. Um, and frankly, I don't think we will have the same uh, amount of uh, uh, interaction um, going on online when everybody are working from home. So I cannot say that I am especially happy about this situation in the moment all right cool so we have a quite interesting uh distribution so we have a, a I'm, i'm pretty sure like anton and me we're kind of one on one side of specter and uh leonid somewhere in between even though he was working for a while uh remotely but he's still believer in this collocation and baruch he's a strong believer of collocation is it like a summary correct or like you can always disagree with me as we always do in this show and in life 
it's a good good uh, good, uh, good explanation right or oh, good um, summarization all right so um, let, let's start uh, start with what like with uh, with uh, with culture right so I think in my opinion um, it is really depend on what kind of uh, culture uh, you have in your company and regardless what kind of country you used to have it a couple of weeks ago you need to adjust this right now because the, the since we're here to disagree I think we should talk exactly. about this in the canonical framework everybody's using it and what's interesting to me is how is this going to affect people processes and tools like culture is this amorphous thing that kind of encompasses all of those things uh and, and 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 perhaps it's more concrete if you go into people process and tools and run through those things methodically um because the implications will be different and maybe we we we, we can summarize this by how the overall culture of the company is going to be affected uh, but but I think the impacts on the specific uh, areas are worth talking about in depth. Um, okay, you wanted to start about this. Let's do it. Yeah, let's go ahead, and uh, your microphone is yours. So um, so, so, throw, so we have people, right? And I, I think that's the most 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 important things. And uh, I think all of us are in a, in a different personal situation with uh, our ability to both work remotely as well as work effectively from home. And I'm curious, what do, what do you guys think? What are you hearing from your colleagues uh, about how people are adjusting uh, to this whole let's work from home 24-7, uh, possibly with kids running behind and climbing walls? Okay, Baruch. Yeah, we, we just had um, another all-hands meeting with with our leadership and Jeff Frog discussing exactly that. And... Um, what I liked about what being said is that, well, it's very easy for the company declaring, okay, starting tomorrow, everybody are working from home. And by the way, we expect the same level of productivity from you. Uh, but uh, in real life, that's not how it works. But I don't believe uh, that it, anyone is actually saying that. Like we expect like the same level of performance. Everyone understand that this is kind of like critical times. And I, I understand. That's yeah, hashtag, hashtag sarcasm. I understand this, but... Uh, I don't think. But yeah, the question is how how do companies address that, right? So it's 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 nice to even say, well, we know those are hard times and adjustments are required. But but what does it mean? What do companies do in order to make this transition easier? Uh, do they train their employees on how to be effective working from home? Uh, do they uh, allow for those interruptions of kids and, 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 and what's not lack of uh, physical space, lack of a needed um, um, equipment, uh, lack of the needed bandwidth and what's not. I think it's um, just closing the office and, this, and declaring everybody are working from home tomorrow. Let's keep it uh, things as usual. It cannot, cannot work. Okay, um, um, Anton, what's your what's your thought about this? Yeah, I know that. Uh, I I actually think it depends what kind of job you are doing. But if we talk about the developers, I totally agree with Baruch because like it does require a lot of more discipline than just you know doing the hectic work of a developer advocate or a product manager. So we you can hear it on the background. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm wondering how this also will affect um, um, 
for example, teams who support like certain things like E3 teams, like on-call teams and how this will be affected. So over the time, you know, when you're on-call, you're expected to be um, responsible for, for, for replying certain things, but not necessarily you need to be in office to do that, right? Um, just you have, <laughs> you have a laptop and you have your pager, you know, the pager, virtual pager, um, and you will respond to, you know, to the certain, certain things on how this would be different um, if you're working from home anyways. Yeah, I, I like, I understand how, how the managers probably will see it, but I think it's just a matter of how different people will adjust to certain things. You know, not everyone have a kid, has a, have a kids, right? So there are some people don't have a kids and don't have kids and they actually love to go and hang out at the office. I was, I was, um, um, I, I have certain sympathies for the, for the, I don't know, maybe it was a fake tweet when the guy was saying, Hey, like, I don't have a coffee machine at my home. Like I don't have a snack. So this is why, you know, I would love to go to, to office and like, I'm not buying my food because like I work at Google and like they provide food and stuff and laundry and things like that. Yeah. I have the certain sympathies, but like, yeah, no, come on. This is just ridiculous. I, I think it's it's borderline sarcasm. The complaints that they don't have the free lunch anymore. Um, and it, if it's not, it's even worse. So I don't think there is like that's that's what we really should discuss. I think what we really should do now and for the rest of this episode is really uh, try and come up with some kind of tips and tricks on how to how to do it for people that need for the first time. And uh, obviously, we have here people who have more experience with it and people who have some ideas about it. So. Uh, yeah um as always you know the, in this podcast like people have a lot lot of things to say i just want to you know us not to repeat like ourselves like who wants to start i can start if um i have plenty of tips you know i was doing this for a while i have a yeah so ideas. i think that's why you really should start thank you Mark. the first time in very very long time you agree with something Clearly. Um, yes. So I was doing this for a while and actually it was not easy transition. Like um, the, this is a like podcast with heavy Russian accent. And I was, um, I was taught uh, to, to how to work from home, like hard way um, because on the very, my beginning of, of my career uh, and I'm actually like meaning this. Um, if you are just starting your career um, and you cannot just work from home, you need to go to office, you need to adjust and you need to learn how to interact with people, how to work on project. If you're just like junior developer, you are starting in the project, you need to be around, surrounded by people um, and you need to be in office setting. Um, when I moved here um, in in US, I was uh, working for six months, I guess, from um, just just uh, before I was waiting for my first contract to, to be like in person and I will do like consultancy. I was doing this remote contract. The hardest thing is um, not many people think, okay, how I can start? Um, the, it is actually easy. You know, the, you just um, start to take your laptop and start doing things, start small things. Um, you not necessarily need to go and tackle like big things immediately. Just start with reading emails, responding emails, try to do things. And also like allocate times, you know, just structure things. You cannot just sit in whole day on, on emails. Um, the hardest thing is actually, you know, to close the laptop and go to do a thing because you're kind of sort of working from home. And when I just started doing this, I was 
like my my apartment was just essentially my bedroom and my living room and i was working in the living room um so it was di- very difficult to just you know close and oh i i go and check email or i'll go and check the thing no you know yeah no i think that's that's the time that we start disagreeing back because okay. that was too good um so i i hear i get this a lot i hear that a lot everybody are saying well working from home the most important thing is to stop working because otherwise you will work too much this is bullshit this the, the hardest thing from working from home is actually start working um well so i i had this um the trick that i learned from another my friend who i learned probably this most important person in my life um because he taught me the groove is awesome it was not bark bark was the the next person who who taught me that uh, the gradle is awesome um so the Igor Artemonov, he actually like was working like remotely for a while and he's still working remotely for for a while um and one of the advices that he just like just to set this um you know thing that you need to start working just go outside for five minutes just like you know wake up brush your teeth have a shower go outside for five minutes and you get back home and start working it's like in this case you kind of like you need to teach yourself um new habits new ways of doing things actually this kind of stuff worked for 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 me when i kind of um having like hard time even right now i still having a hard time to focus on certain things i can just like go for a walk and after that and get back like i came for work um having dedicated space uh also helps a lot like if you have a space like specific thing that you can like mentally open the door and shut the door or at least like you know that this is where you're working we're not like a cheating on the kitchen or we're not sleeping in our bathroom um so this is why like you need to have it like dedicated space so you have a mental model with this one um this is my trick lenny what kind of trick yeah. do you have uh, just to addition to the dedicated space um usually people are like very try to be very formal when they set up their a uh, working space it has to be an office with a desk and everything um and this is how they try to kind of get into this serious business like mode um i don't think that's that's necessary what really necessary is actually having a dedicated space and this dedicated space as you said it can be anything if you are comfortable to working on a couch make couch your working space and then make your you know everything everything else in your apartment or home just not your working space so it doesn't have to be all but it has to be a dedicated space so, right. so so maybe one 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 thing to think about is and none of us are in that situation maybe because we're old enough uh, but uh, one of the bigger challenges for folks that have to work from home around dedicated space is and, and at least it's very prevalent here in the bay area uh, folks that have to live with roommates right and a lot of the folks in the bay area live with roommates in places that are just simply not set up to to work from home all the time just because you, you 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 have a place to sleep you have a place to eat you have a place to shower and unfortunately in this current day and age uh there's not a lot of other alternatives you you're not going to starbucks yes uh, exactly you know this is why like where there's clear distinction between working from home and working remotely when you're working remotely meaning that you're not to go into office 
and you go to Starbucks and like a lot of people can be productive there. Like you need to be, you know, among the people. Now it's kind of, it's really like danger for your health like to be, you know, gathering around mm. other people. So I, I totally Well, in some cases it, it, it's actually impossible. I just, just broke, br- breaking news from the Bay Area. Bay Area is about to announce shelter in place for everybody and shut down every single non-essential business. Yeah, we have today. curfew so for folks, p.m. in New Jersey, so uh, it's fun times. So f- working working from home in the situation where you have roommates, I think that discipline of separating your work time and your personal time is going to be even more essential because that you can't even make your couch your workplace because your couch may be the only place that you have. Um, and uh, finding a, a mental uh, recipe, and I know engineers hate living and dying by, by their calendar. But if it helps, I, I know a number of folks who schedule their non-essential stuff on their calendar just to get reminders to take the break. Uh, that, that probably is going to be the, the population. It's, it's a very good, uh, it's a very good point. Leonid. I, I also agree that, um, um, scheduling time for, you know, to eat something and scheduling time to have a break just to, to stretch. Um, you know, I will sound like a freaking, I don't know, hipster. What's what's the new word? Uh, you know, the, the Apple Watch is actually helps um, a lot with the, you know, if it, it feels that, okay, so you go do sitting for a while, just go stretch. So in this case, I don't need to kind of like a send a reminder. Um, um, so the Apple, Apple Watch helps. Um, probably yeah, other Just saying watches. that it's not only Apple Watch. Okay. Any smartwatch can give Thank you alerts you. if you sit too long. Thank you, thank you for uh, bringing this uh, little bit scoop from outside world. I don't care. So my, my other personal advice is, and, and for folks that haven't done this, uh, there is making informal spaces your working spaces, uh, but also it's, I think it's important to make sure that you don't affect your health while you do that. Uh, I, I see too many folks work in places that are not going to be conducive to their, uh, the health of their back. Uh, just in, in in general, well, it may be comfortable. Well, let's, that's not a permanent. Let, yeah, no, but let's hope it's not a permanent setup. I mean, after a while, after a couple of months, they will get back to office to their own chairs and standing desk, and everything will be fine. Uh, two months is enough to ruin your back, or like a couple couple sessions of CrossFit, so you can ruin everything. So. That's fine. Is there any other religion of yours that you didn't mention in this podcast by not now? Not yet. Not yet. We're going to be talking about this because this is actually a good segue. We can talk about like how can you know stay sane because like uh, um, a friend of mine, like my my colleague from my previous job, uh, like my first US job, uh, Anatoly, he was actually uh, he he actually had this uh, treadmill in his office and he was working remote like for for a lot of times he has a treadmill and he actually can work on the treadmill so he can like walk walk um on uh, on the treadmill and he still can do like uh, typing and stuff so it's a yeah um um, steve uh, steven chin is doing that in our office um which is um um so, but, but again, the, all those tips of like, oh, you work too late, you need the time for personal, you know, for, for personal stuff and you need to, you need to stand up. This is all great for when you are already in this routine of actually, actually start working. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, maybe I'm speaking from personal experience more than it's a thing for everybody. Uh, but um, I, I would say that actually getting into the work mood is, is harder than getting out of it. There are a lot of distractions that will kick you out. Some uh, kids and family and, and all kinds of events. And you trend to, uh, well, okay, I'm at home now, so I can dedicate like 20 minutes for doing stuff around the house like chores and, 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 uh, and what's not. Uh, but I think it might be um, one of the one of the things that we need to stay away from and dedicating work hours to be pure work, although it might cause some discomfort for the families that expect you to be home when you are at home. Well, before all these like extreme times, I would say that I, I don't I, I don't completely disagree with you. Yes, there should be, you know, the people around the home, they need to know that, okay, daddy's working or whatnot, or mommy's working, and like everyone's working. However, I don't think, this is kind of like a, the flexible thing that you get with the remote work. As as long as you get the job done, you you know, attending things that you need to attend, who cares what you do with your free time? You're not spending... It's, it's not about that. It's not, not about not giving your time in the on hours. Like a, that's not what I meant. It's it's about for you actually concentrating on on the work that you need to be done. Because if you have interruptions right. every 20 minutes for doing something useful at home, you will obviously make a great Correct. impact on, 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 your, uh, on your home, but yeah. I don't think you will be any effective at work at all. Yeah, the point, point is that, yeah, so, you know, it's uh, like work from home. It's not like a home from home. You just need to do work. Um, like, personally, like, I find sometimes at night, like, every, I send everyone to bed, like, and I just, like, can work a couple hours so I can sleep maybe hour more in the morning because I don't need to go anywhere and commute because I don't need to drive my kids to school so the, the, anymore, kids, my, my son, um, because, uh, you know, because we, we kind of like a self- uh, quarantining ourselves and uh, we're not we're not we're not sending kids to school. So like I can I can shift this time so I can like use this couple hours of time where it's quiet and I can focus on the things and I will need to you know listen how the kids run around the house. So it's uh, just another option. Not uh, everyone will will maybe agree with this and things like that. But hey, it's worth. So, works so for do me. you think this time shifting is going to help was uh, for companies where the workforce is uh, distributed geographically? Um, and all of a sudden, you're now much more friendly to some of the time zones where if you want to work school schedule, uh, it, it was less convenient to collaborate with those folks. Um, it's, it's, it's actually it's a good, uh, good, good point. And I agree that this is going to be um, very good to, to adjust different time zones. For, for example, I'll give, you, I'll give you an example. Like when I was working previously uh, with uh, lots of like offshore teams, like we, um, they were in, uh, um, in uh, what we call former Soviet Union countries, uh, Eastern European countries. Um, and we always have like overlap um, that um, say from nine to twelve, like in uh, Eastern time, so we can we can have a chat, we can have a meeting, things like that. So, but we not schedule anything like from from this period of time. Another example, like I was supposed to be traveling uh, this week to Australia, and uh, the customers are saying, "Oh, we're switching to remote." But like I was like, "Okay, I'm in New York, and you're Australia. How are we gonna switch to remote?" And I say, "Hey, actually, you know what? 
I can make this work. You know, I promise to come, so I will uh, I will make it up for you. Um, so in this case, uh, yeah, I will adjust my time zone because uh, some of the meetings that I will be attending, uh, they will be like um, after my usual hours, which is which is totally fine um, because I can like you know you know spend some time in the morning with uh, helping my wife with uh, with our kids. So after after my times, I can I can do uh, meetings with customers. So it's going to be like. Uh, like a 6 p.m., 7 p.m., 8 p.m. my time with Australia. So I see it as option that I need so to answer your question. So different question for, for the folks here. Uh, all of us are experienced with 15, maybe more years of experience under our belt. What do you what do you what do you do if you you're just starting in, in this career? Right? You you're a year or two out of work, you you tend to need to get help from your colleagues when you're stuck on a problem. Your colleagues, at least, and I'm watching your body language sitting next to them, can realize that you're stuck on the problem and uh, can can chime in and, and maybe step in and help. What, what advice do we have for folks that are just getting in early in their career? Because we all know that, unfortunately, they come out of school not exactly knowing the trade. They know the fundamentals, but uh, the process or the, the how do you build the software itself is a completely different thing that we tend to teach folks on the job. What do we tell those those folks? I don't. I don't think there is any any difference. It's just using the tools that we have to exactly. provide as much a in person experience as we can. And I think like the golden combo of Slack and Zoom uh, does a decent job here. And we should just utilize it as as much as possible and being as much as possible active on, on those tools, having as much as possible FaceTime with uh, people who, who needs our help or um, people that we, we get help from and doing um, in-person communication as much as possible. You mentioned body language. Here we go. Video conference provides a good level of, of body language. Uh, we, um, we want to kind of do the... Uh, over the shoulder uh, d- d- work. Let's do uh, share screening, uh, screen sharing, and and um, look what other people are doing and give our tips. Um, and I think that's the that's the only thing we can do. The problem with it is that it requires a lot of proactive steps that we didn't take before. A jumping on a call requires someone thinking about it and then acting on it and then actually saying, let's jump on a call. This is something that we are not used to do or not used enough to do. And I think this is something that we need to be overdoing while we are adjusting to the new reality. So I have a few tips actually in actually pretty much a lot of consultants and a lot of offshore guys will 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 tell you what exactly to do so here's the thing by the end of the day you as an individual contributor you're preparing three things and you're sending to the rest of the team things what you've done things that you're going to do in the next day and the problems that you have you know and this is something that needs to be like mandatory and you need to be honest about the things if you're stuck on something do not hesitate to share that yeah there was a problem and the people will read this and they will acknowledge this and they will help you um, because like something that um, you can do um, 
if it's like small things, small problems, th those problems can be adjusted very quickly. So those things are extremely important in my opinion. So that's why like if you're working on something and uh, some other people will depend on you, you need to send um, send this information. And it's not about control and punishment saying that. Uh, I know some people were asking like how to, how, how to uh, feel, uh, how to deal with this feeling that you didn't achieve much over there because like people in office, they probably achieved much more and I'm here just like to tackle one freaking bug and I stuck with this. Uh, no, people in office is actually achieve even less because like all the time they were just doing meetings and like, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so, but uh, having this uh, communication and again, this is all trick. Like we were doing this like even like 10 years ago when we were like chatting with some uh, some of the teammates in the, in the, in the different, um, in a different part of the world. So, you done your work, you just like run this email and in the morning they will read this and they would know that there's something that they can help you. And again, you have this time, you have this buffer of time for four hours buffer where they can schedule time when you can jump in on the phone call. You don't need to drop everything and go help to, uh, this is the problem with uh, an offices, you know, you can go and tap on the shoulder of someone that will destroy his like probably flow. Uh, he's in the flow and after that, like he need to deal with your, your nonsense now. When you're having this asynchronous communication, um, there's no deadlocks, there's no like uh, the mutually exclusive things. And if there's something that you know, one teammate has a problem, another teammate has a problem, there's a team lead, he can schedule like uh, the, the stand up. Stand up also works very well remotely. You know, this uh, you don't if you you don't feel um. And in my opinion, like emails is better, but like you can do the same thing, like what you've done, what you're planning to do and what's your problems, um, you can actually do this during the morning stand-up. Like not necessarily morning, but that can be the time where the teams are have overlapping. There is always, it's going to be like a two, three hours overlap, regardless where you're located. So I think- that's Yeah, but funny enough, that's exactly the opposite of, of what we just said, of having more those face-to-face virtual meetups with videos so people can actually so feel each other can, and and you, you know read the a, button and which and what you can stuff. have a like a like a constantly running meetup like constantly running a session where you can just drop drop in and depends uh, who's sitting there and uh, you can have a chat and conversation if you feel like distorted or you feel like alone and things like that um, but like we're talking about getting shit done. So this is kind of like a, one of the tips that uh, worked pretty well in the past. Like if you want to have a, like a social part, a social aspect, I know some people were doing uh, like a happy hour over Zoom. Also fine. It's totally fine. You don't necessarily need to change the habits. Like we have a happy hour every Thursday in uh, in our company. So you can do happy hour in your home, but it would be even better uh, because you don't need to drive home once you uh, you know consume substantial amount of alcohol so uh it's even it's even better um my one of my new years uh that uh, my first new year actually in the US was like that i was uh, um i was having the virtual virtual uh, drink up with uh, my buddy in russia so it was fun um yeah. So, Anton, what's uh, what are your tips to um, to get you? I, I wanted I wanted to uh, kind of complain about your arguments about the asynchronous communication. Please do, by all means. It's... Yeah, like how often you see that people can actually use email and know how to use it and respond to the emails. 
People are terrible at that. Well, it doesn't matter. It's 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 a rule. We establish this rule in the team, and we're doing this. Um, and like uh, by the end of the day, manager can send a reminder. Uh, everyone will have a calendar invite. You know, when you finish your work, send. Yeah, your- but if you if you don't have like okay, if you have a team, if you have a team lead, but there's often a case that you're working alone or like not really in a strict hierarchy, the team or like you don't have a team lead or whatever. It happens uh, like it happened to me many times. Uh, you starting with excuses. Um, I'm giving you solution. <laughs> no, I'm just, I just know that Fine. how many times so, I have sent emails to people and they couldn't answer those like yeah. in a week. And assholes. And then um, you follow up on Slack, right? <laughs> Say, hey, can you answer uh, that email from that email? Usually, And then you end up in a video in a, in a video call on Zoom. Which is, yeah. Yes, yeah. Start exactly. with that. Okay, yeah. so it actually, it actually takes time. So it actually ruins the productivity of a team. Okay, exactly. whatever. Uh, I have a tip about Slack. So uh, since you, you, you become remote and you start using Slack or whatever tool, more often in Slack, there is a very nice feature, which I miss in the other messengers, is like a reminder. It's not perfect because I would like it to be a bit more versatile. Uh, but whenever someone sends me a message, I usually tend not to answer right away because like, I might not be even uh, at the computer to check something. But I can set a reminder to myself, like check this thing in yeah. 20 minutes or, cool. or like in one hour. Otherwise, I will just forget and uh, never, you know, return to this conversation. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, a very solid tip. Use uh, yeah. reminders in Slack. So, and so, so the interesting. The other, yeah, go ahead. And the other tip I wanted to share is about like the feeling of not achieving the things during the day. I'm actually keeping a log. What what kind of things did I do? Not a time management tool or whatever. I just have a text file with a log. Like, okay, on this day I did this and i have had a call with those people and i wrote this blog post and, and so on otherwise by the end of the week i will feel like okay i didn't do anything yeah. and that's depressing yeah so, so 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 to piggyback on what you said one thing about the reminder functionality i actually didn't realize up until recently you can use it to remind yourself but you can also use it to schedule messages to go at different hours if something that you you have uh, to share is important. You don't necessarily either want to disrupt the flow or uh, you know send it in the middle of the night. The reminder functionality can be used to send messages to individuals or channels as well, which is kind of pretty cool. I I I use reminders much like you do and as a to do list, uh, but I did not realize that that was a, another capability that reminder has. Uh, so yeah. it's disable, not exactly a scheduled message as it was, like for example in Telegram, but it is a reminder that you can schedule for someone in, in, in some time. It's a little bit different. So another thing about reminders, so all these notification things, like personally, I disable all these uh, like notifications on my phone and on my computer. So I do have a allocate, allocate time when I go through emails. I allocate time when I go through through Slacks. If it's something freaking emergency, people know there's a phone number in my Slack account. People can always call me if it's an emergency. If it's Slack, if it's email, 
I will get back to this in hour or, or yes, I am not the person who's in in uh, in the pager duty. I am a person who kind of sort of um, more like needs something from other people rather than some other people need from me, um, just because of the nature of the the work I'm doing. So that's why I can't I can't do that. But I highly recommend also do not start your day by reading emails like. Start your day by reading funny, you know, pictures of cats and gifts and, and stuff. Do not start your day just going and check with emails because it's going to be your um, productivity. There's a productivity booster. I was the opposite to productivity booster. Downer? <laughs> productivity the, blocker. Productivity um, blocker. That really depends on, on the type of the, of yep. the work you are doing, okay? So... A not not you know disabling notifications and not reading emails is is fine for certain jobs and definitely is not applicable to others. Uh, if your job is to help others being productive, you cannot allow yourself just to go uh, to go black. No, for like no, I'm not saying you go in just black. Um, you have a dedicated times where people know that you available and things like that. You know, this is also important because you you know how your time would cost less than others people's time. If people stuck with something, they need to, you know, disrupt you from whatever you're doing. Like, how does even, like, uh, think? How you will differentiate your time saying that, oh, like, their time is most important, like, I just will forget about my life and forget about everything. Um, again, I am talking about things that work for me. And again, um, I'm a constantly... Uh, majority of time I'm available, but I'm just saying that I disable notifications because I have times where I go there and check if everything's there for me. So it's again, it's more like a like a Kafka consumer here. Um, I'm just going in and checking like if there's anything for me. There's no like a GMS style push notification where I will be overwhelmed with this like a bullshit nonsense of notifications. Here we go. One of his other favorite things to this talk about I, Kafka. This is, this is how I doing this. Nicely yes. done. Thank you. So so shifting gears, we talked a lot about working from home, but there are a bunch of other operational processes, and this is DevOps, uh, this is Creed at the end of the day. A bunch of other processes that are going to be affected by people um, being remote. Uh, One that has been intriguing me is incident management, right? Uh, Yes, you could say that incidents do happen uh, at different times, but I'm curious um, how prepared do you think that the teams are and what other tips we have uh, for the for the folks who have to deal with incidents uh, that require a different type of collaboration, right? In a, in a case of emergency that may have not been uh, practiced if you can all gather into a conference room and deal with an incident. Um, and I'll start with the few that we, we've kind of learned um, at Signal Effects, got to talk about things I, I, I'm passionate about. Um, one of which is... Uh, shared dashboards and shared understanding uh, because the most difficult things when multiple people are trying to tackle a, a complex problem is lack of shared data and shared understanding. And if you haven't uh, matured that area in your operations team, right, a standard set of dashboards that allow you to understand what's going on and everybody having the same page, I think that's going to be uh, incredibly important. Um, Processes for making sure you can tap people on the shoulder and escalate to folks, uh, whether it's PagerDuty, VictorOps, or another product, I think is going to be important. Uh, and even more, uh, more stressed uh, because, you know, statistically speaking, half of incidents happen when people are in the office or maybe shy over half, right? 
and uh, that's when systems also tend to experience higher loads. A lot of a lot of systems. Um, so, what, what, what do you think uh, needs to improve for folks, uh, not just in the development side of the house, but the operation side of the house? I don't. I don't think there is something completely new or uncharted here. In the end of the day, the on-call uh, culture uh, from home is being with us since we started to work twenty-four-seven in different time zones. Uh, those uh, war rooms are virtual war rooms for a very long time by now. The tools that uh, we are working uh, on call are all virtual and distributed and remote. Uh, th that's, I would say, one of the few disciplines that are remote first for 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 a very long time now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree that uh, different uh, teams, as, as long as you start, you know, doing any type of business over internet, it can be, uh, you have any type of customers that you're supporting, it's any like a SaaS or AS or any type of pass, uh, like uh, systems, right? Because right now, like it's what we do, like we do work over internet. Um, people start um, dealing with this kind of things. They need to, you know, transition to this, uh, to this, um, like fully virtual, like or possibility to do like a fully virtual thing. Um, so otherwise, like the the if you're doing like a fully offline business, right, um, which is very hard for me right now, just to give example, like what would be that? Because there's a lot of businesses that you can do over internet, um, and uh, um, even like running like customer support and things like that can be handled by people who you don't know where they are, right? Um, I think this is a, the, the all story of uh, running successful remote business and business and distributed company was very well um, described in uh, many books. Personally, like the uh, remote, uh, remote, it's, I think it's called remote, right? By, uh, by folks from, uh, from Basecamp. Um, and uh, there's, you know, that, that might be not only um, like a, business-related things that described there. There's also, like, cultural things, but I think this is a, a very good book that describes all these kind of things. And the things around that Leonid just mentioned, all the tools that exist, that those tools are actually existing in the internet, right? So you you use uh, notifications, dashboards, or, like, a like status page um, that allows you to notify not only uh, teammates, but also users if something has happened. So we already were doing this, um, or... Like if you're running a successful business, you're already doing this for a while. Yeah, but uh, Leonie probably had uh, other examples, or did you just want us to talk about what 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 is not good enough? Well, I in this environment where some companies had to do this well and did it well, I'm concerned. Well, my thesis is that not everybody was in the situation, and I think a lot of people will find themselves unprepared. Right. So, so that's why I think that that area is important. And I'm just curious what other areas uh, of process and tools uh, would have to evolve. I think we're living one of the greatest experiments on understanding velocity and how velocity is going to be affected in this distributed environment, right? Right. Especially for teams that have good instrumentation and good understanding of their velocity. Um, it, it's going to be really, really interesting to see how overall velocity is affecting what techniques uh, are used to, to ensure uh, the disruption to the velocity is minimized. Um, specifically on on-call, I, I, 
I'm worried that most companies will, or a good number of companies will find themselves underprepared. Um, uh, but I'm curious what other areas of tools uh, and uh, process should be top of mind for, like, based on your individual experiences uh, as, as, as that may have been compensated by, by the teams being collocated? Um, I think one of the areas that um, we're like here are not experts, I guess, sales, maybe, you know, when the um, we in your productivity and your work will also depend on some of the meetings that you do in person. And um, yeah, the video. I, 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 I'm, I was talking more about areas related to DevOps rather than in general running the business, well, you know, sales, DevOps, you know, we can do. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know, like Baruch, what's your thinking? You, you, you are today very um, un, uh, um, not very active as you usual. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm learning. To, you know, I I'm have here to. people who have much more experience in working from home than me. That I'm just uh, listening and 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 learning. From but your you're teams. doing well because, like, even uh, if you're working from home, you're still in this like a full attire that you're working. So, and I guess for you it will be easy to. Okay, so I'm I'm wearing a hat. I'm working. I'm uh, give up. So, sorry, did we have a tip like dress up in the morning and get yes. up your pajamas? Absolutely. Did we talk about that? Yes. No, but that's that's exactly what kind of things I'm, I'm missing and I'm actually gathering a list of the tips that we are saying and uh, uh, we spoke about de uh, dedicating an area at home but also we did mention the routine which I think is is, is important as well um, yes uh, in for many people for many people a routine is important aspect of um, of, of their life you know how you train yourselves is why it help you to adjust um, I believe there is a kind of uh, common knowledge that, you know, in order to certain things to stick, like in terms of like a habit, uh, it needs to go over like from two weeks to 21 days. And after that, it becomes a habit or something like that. Um, it can be faster. You know, there's a, there's a ways how you can um, get to this point, like much, much faster. Um, again, it, the team recorded the video today and where he was quoting, uh, one of the authors that I really um, admire and enjoy in every book of this, uh, um, Jacob Willick. He was a former Navy SEAL uh, and uh, he's author of book, The Extreme Ownership and the Dichotomy of Leadership and Leadership Strategies and Tactics. He was talking about things around uh, discipline because, pff, duh, he's from Army. And discipline means freedom or equals freedom, meaning that like once you're disciplined, you don't need to time, make the time to make decisions, you know, uh, so I 100% agree with Barak when saying like routine is important. Um, same thing with like uh, dressing up, you know, like when I go in, uh, when you need to like wear stuff, you don't need to spend the time to thinking about what to wear, you know, because you have uh, all the shorts that you have as the t-shirts from the, from the conferences. You don't need to like pick this not from conference. I just decide today I'm going to be look pretty and I take the t-shirt not from the conference. Um, so discipline equals freedom think about this like once you establish routine um you can um eliminate some of the time on decision making and things like that again there's always kind of um 
different uh, aspects across the spectrum. You can say you cannot be like 100% disciplined. That it's, it's ridiculous. It's going to be, you know, not, not possible. But for some people with attention deficit disorder, with uh, obsessive compulsive disorder, um, discipline is actually works very well and routine is important. So uh, establish your routine, figure out like you can even just like a, have a checklist for yourself. You know, um, I have a like checklist all the things that um, physical not uh, forget about like tools just have a um, post-it note that you need to check every day pretty much if you remember the key, uh, the character from the uh, movie Memento, uh, he was making himself a, a mental notes that you know things that he needs to be remembering because he was just uh, losing uh, his uh, memory every a couple hours. Have yourself a routine, and you know in this case, start clean in the morning. You do going through the uh, certain steps and. Um, over the loads to with the road to success. Um, otherwise, uh, remote stuff not gonna uh, not gonna work. Uh, again, we are returning from the teams to the personal thing, um, but for the teams again, it should be routine again uh, within the team. Uh, if you feel that you need to share um, some of the anxieties that you think that you're not doing something, you know, talk to your manager. You know, he's there. Um, on purpose, you know, he's not just there because, uh, I don't know why. Like, yeah, of, of course, that's, that's a very good idea. But is the manager equipped with the knowledge of uh, the nuances of productive working from home? Well, maybe that's that's not something they deal dealt with before. So he needs no, to figure it out uh, it's uh, his pay grade and uh, you need to brought this up and uh, like if he struggles he needs to bring it up up to the chain you know there, there could be there's no there's no one soldier in uh, israeli army right so you're not alone in this one you know you can talk to people and i guess it for many people it might be hard uh, especially it depends on the, the temper it depends on the temper and the, the build of character but I would say that, you know, talk to people, you know, you can get uh, some uh, solid advice. There are some people uh, in this world who, who were doing this remote stuff for a while. Uh, for example, what we do internally in in our company, we, again, we're using Slack and we use a special uh, chat group called Remote where people um, can share the tips, people can share, uh, ask questions uh, about certain things. And there are we, we, I, in, in my company, I think we have a pretty uh, good culture to stay connected, even though we were in the, uh, very remote in, in dispersed and distributed. So this is why the this kind of chat groups is very helpful for other folks. Um, yeah, so. All right, so uh, in this case, uh, do we have anything? Do you have any questions from internet, Baruch? Uh, do we have any questions? From yeah, yeah. Chat? So I think one of the questions we kind of touched on it, but maybe it's worth highlighting is, is um, you, you really don't have a good way to compare your um, productivity with the productivity of other people when you are working alone. And um, some people might, uh, due to their natural biases, uh, 
mis, um, miscalculate their own productivity. Some people may think, oh, I didn't achieve anything today. Others might think, oh, well, I, I, I'm doing so great. I, I, I should just stop working after two hours um, because I've done everything. So I think um, it's, uh, it's a good question of how do you benchmark when you work from home? I, I we didn't discuss this, but I think it's a good um, a good topic for whole episode. Um, like we discussed this in a different show back in the day, and not many people were relate. So um, there is a certain tools and measurement uh, things that were used in companies in our company. We use OKRs, and essentially, like you establish these OKRs for the beginning of the quarter quarter. You're working towards your OKRs. If you're successful on finishing your OKRs, you know, you feel very well, very well about yourself, you know. So this stuff is above uh, remote working versus non-remote working. It's about like how you structure your work in general in your company. Um, So like if stuff that you're doing today uh, take you closer to accomplish your OKR, yeah, so in this case, you're on the right track. So you don't have anything to hide and say, no, I'm not doing this enough and things like that. This is how you measure. There are some goals and there are some stretch goals. If you go toward your goal, it's good. If you go toward the stretch goals or you're achieving, it's good. It's fantastic. So um, it needs to be constantly evaluated. So that's why having the conversations and the c- clear communication with yourself, first of all, like what you've done and like, does it take you to the point where you can see okay. certain OKRs? Yeah, be- but but people people are people are different, and some people will just you know because because of the as I mentioned their biases just are are never never happy uh, with with their uh, with their achievements, and uh, uh, being uh, in the company of others actually helps fighting that because you see what other people do, and your imposter syndrome. Oh, I didn't do so- anything, kind of. Is this when you are at home alone and spend a lot of time on something that in the end of the day turns out trivial as it happens a lot, uh, it definitely contributes to this feeling, go, oh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not achieving anything. There is a, um, um, again, it's a crazy Russian on DevOps and we're talking about things with a crazy Russian accent. There is a uh, quite popular um, comedian and he was doing a lot of jokes before um, like a stand-up was a thing in Soviet Union, um, uh, Mikhail Zhvanetsky, and he was saying that my favorite thing about being a part of gangbang is that I always can slack. So this is why, like, you can all when you think that you're part of the something and you go into office, you can can slack off. Now you're no, responsible for. No, I think it's, a, it's for, the other way around. It's yes, like in the exactly. office, you now you, you benchmark yourself against others. And you don't have that when you work alone. And as you mentioned in when you touched on that, you you you're you're stuck on this bug for three hours, and uh, it turns out that you didn't achieve that much during the day. Um, that that's a devastating feeling when you are alone and you think that everybody else are running forward and you are the only one slacking behind. Uh, yes, I explained how we can fix this. I explained how not to do that. Again, I will repeat, you need to talk to people. You need to have a, like, uh, um, the 
say Slack group, like you don't want to have a public, make it private. Have a uh, the private uh, Slack group with some buddies that you you don't feel ashamed or exposed if you if you saying that I'm dumb. Um, it's just a it's just a matter of you know you need to talk these things through. And again, you're not the only one person in Israeli army. Um, I don't know if I tell this joke here in the show, but like you, you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, the there's always people you just need to not just sit in your dark basement and say no i'm like a loser and things like that you need to just talk to people and say hey i have this bug can uh can you spend like five minutes with me if you have you don't need to blast it saying like at channel at here just go to this group like guys if you have a time can someone have a second pair of eyes with me? Because I need to do like a duck debugging, but I don't have a the rubber duck to do this. Actually, it's a very good tip to um, to do um, this kind of stuff. You know, talk these things through to to duck. If duck will not be able to help you, you know, bring the buddy, and the buddy will be able to oversee. This. I I I know exactly what I'm talking about. Like I was working on this bug and I trying to figure out what the hell my Kafka streams doesn't work. I push this thing to to um to to repository and ask someone whoever will have a time uh will take a look on this one and i went to sleep it was at night it was just like 2 a.m um on the morning some of the teammates during their you know uh, they're going through the motions and they're checking the slack messages oh and the guy said hey i i checked your uh checked your your code uh it looks legit except one thing you just like, copy paste this bullshit and this is why uh you your thing is not working you probably need to name your your variable this way so that's why and i was like yeah that's good and this is asynchronous communication this this is not necessarily you need to go get answer immediately all this generation of the kids who wants to get everything now immediately i need this it doesn't work that way just learn how to develop patience and uh, also when you step outside if you're stuck with something just step outside have a to go for a walk it will help it will get to you like if you do not need to beat yourself and uh, saying oh i'm stuck and i will not give up until i'm done your brain is not how it works your brain works when you're actually resting but when you're trying to beat this problem and saying hey i'm not gonna go anywhere until i'm done uh this is not good for you so don't um don't do this um again talk to people have a have a open uh, if you have a Slack if you have a Google Hangouts you can open uh, the 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 you know have a have a meeting running all day so it's like have this um, how it's called um, office what, hours yeah office hours what are, exactly office hours fantastic idea Baruch like you can say like okay you are expert I can I'm expert in 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 remote working, just, hey, my office hours here, drop by. My my line would be open. You can ask any type of question if you feel that. Actually, it's a good idea. I probably can do that um, if uh, we'll have, a, have some time to talk about this. Um, and that not necessarily needs to be kind of like a long period of time. Just like have a like 30-minute session every day uh, where the people can come with questions and, and things like that. That's... Uh, um, okay. Yeah. Uh, I think we should kind of uh, move towards uh, closure, and I think uh, what we uh, <laughs> what will be a good good idea to end with is a set of personal tips on how to be more productive working from home. And uh, Anton, why wouldn't you go ahead? Because we didn't hear from you a lot, and you have 
a lot of experience and a lot of good ideas about that, I'm sure. About what exactly? A tips on working pro- on pro- productively working from home. Okay. Uh, my approach is to not to work constantly. That's one thing. Like if I wait, wake up in the morning, I bring my kids to school, come back home, have a good breakfast, then work for a couple of hours, not straight, then have a good workout in my garage and then start scheduling things for the rest of the day. Not even straight still, like maybe work in like half an hour periods like this. Uh, the good tip was actually mentioned here, like having a, a dedicated place to work, which I'm failing with uh, because I don't have a good chair. Duh. Uh, but then if I don't have a good chair, that's why I'm, I'm actually changing my location all the time mm, and trying different chairs so that my butt and my back doesn't hurt. Uh, what else? Don't, don't be close to the fridge and don't buy chips. Why? <laughs> and cola. So you, like at first it's, it's a, it doesn't matter, but if you are doing it constantly, it's not going to do a good thing. To you. Which brings us another tip from you. I don't know why you didn't start with this, you know, exercise. Why, why you didn't start? Well, I did. I, I actually said my workout will be after two hours of working. Okay. Right before lunch. Right before lunch. Okay, great. Um, Leonid, any tips that like personal tips that you can share um, or like a, a managerial, like if you, uh, if you want to share I, some tips. I for- think it will be different for, for different folks. Uh, in general, as, as Anton said, have a routine is incredibly important, right? Um, I think for managers, uh, be more proactive on checking in with folks, try to create opportunities for social interactions for the team, because, uh, in spite of the stereotypes, not every engineer is an introvert, uh, on, uh, for more senior engineers, I think be, be more open to those interruptions that can be disruptive, especially when they come from, from more junior folks and for more junior folks. If you don't want to be frustrated when you be stuck, uh, I know it's difficult sometimes, and I know it's uh, it's hard to go and kind of interrupt the scary senior dude who sits on the mountain with you know strokes his beard and writes code that you don't even understand. But don't be ashamed because uh, you have to be all in all of this together. And and I think uh, this is uh, the the most affected group by being remote because we we do learn a lot of our trade craft both by osmosis and observation. And I think being remote just took it out, right? Um, so don't be, don't be embarrassed to ask for help. Baruch? Final, uh, so uh, I think I already kind of mentioned a lot of, a lot of the tips that I, I think are important, and that's obviously the separated space and uh, actually coming to work, even if that means coming to your space, And uh, that's something that uh, I personally struggle with because, as I mentioned, for me, the bigger problem is actually start doing the work and not stop doing the work. Um, and, uh, and I think that's kind of isolation. And, uh, you know, I'm working now, even though I'm at home, 
is is one of the most important both for me and for my family um what else uh yeah taking a walk taking taking breaks um don't get like stuck on problems and reach to help don't be shy to interrupt other people i think uh, are all good tips that that work for me um Open uh, office hours, uh, having a long-running meeting that people can just drop in, uh, either if they have a question or they just want to chat with you and you know get get some kind of a of a break is also very useful. You can obviously put it on do not disturb mode when you need to concentrate, but generally have this a uh, virtual office with an open door is is a very nice way to feel less isolated um, as well so that's i think a little bit of tips for me all right so uh, i think it was a pretty uh, good episode for uh, for this show um don't hesitate to reach out in uh, twitter where like all four of us um hang out <laughs> most of the time and uh, especially uh, during these times anyway so yeah um uh, if you have any questions if you have any comments uh feel free to um check this out uh what's uh, what's our website um we do have a website no we don't have a website but like if you go to look for uh um for crazy russians in devops in itunes or if you do pod.link dash uh pod.link slash crid um, you will find most recent episodes and especially uh, the archive of all these um, episodes that we did before uh, i would like to thank all my friends and colleagues and uh, uh, my co-hosts i don't know how to call you guys because i love you dearly uh the baruch sedagurski lenny tigolnik and uh, anton archipov uh in case you're listening this in as a podcast mode they were just waving um we're not gonna we're not gonna shut down the the video episode so we can also attach this uh, if you want to see uh our uh, setup and see our faces that are talking to you uh my name is victor gamov and uh, it was crazy russian it were crazy russians and devops do not forget to subscribe and uh rate us in itunes stay tuned for the next episodes bye-bye Thank you for listening to this episode of Crazy Russians in DevOps. As always, subscribe to this podcast in iTunes and rate this show to show your support. And as always, have a nice day.